This is Alison Cardi, author of Career Grease, How to Get Unstuck and Pivot Your Career, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and you are listening to Chasing Dreams, episode 88. And how exciting it is because we have a DMV friend here on the show today. I'm stoked to have her. Her name is Allison Cardi. She's an expert coach who runs an international career coaching team specializing in guiding people through career changes. Allison personally coaches a handful of select clients on creating greater alignment and success in their life, love, and work. Her unique ability is zeroing in on the perspective shifts and small tweaks that create the biggest positive results. Allison is the author of the five-star rated bestseller, Career Grease, How to Get Unstuck and Pivot Your Career. Her work has been featured on Monster, Forbes, The Muse, Undercover Recruiter, and The Washington Post. That is a large number of places, guys. Her team's home on the web is at CardiCareerCoaching.com, and she has taken some time out of her busy day to come and talk to you guys and hopefully give you some advice that you can take and use in your own life. And I'm thrilled to have her, a fellow DMV person. Allison, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much, Amy. I am doing well and really happy to be here. Now, Allison, when I first heard about you, the first thing I saw was Allison Cardi, Career Grease, How to Get Unstuck and Pivot Your Career. When anybody says career grease or use grease in particular, questions come to mind. You know, <laughs> <laughs> where did you get that title? You know, it's funny. I'm writing the whole book. You know, obviously there are a lot of words, but then the title to pick out the correct words to kind of share what the book is about was really hard. And uh, there were a lot of iterations of brainstorming. And I think it was out on a walk with my husband. Uh, We kind of hit on that idea because so much of the work that my team and I do with people in terms of figuring out their career direction is really helping people to get unstuck. Um, We're not really working with people who are just kind of right out of the gate having a sense of what they want to be doing. We're working with people who maybe have had some different jobs or degrees that weren't quite, quite the right fit. And because of that, because so much of their life has been lived kind of on a path that hasn't been a perfect fit, There is some gunk and some stuckness around figuring out what would kind of make them feel more enthusiastic about getting up in the morning. And I thought the idea of, you know, what we do is really help to to ease that gunk away so that people can actually move forward. So that was the idea behind the title. Which I love the concept, especially with uh, helping others kind of unstick themselves from wherever they are. 
to get them moving towards something that they're happy with. And so it actually bears the question, the way you were just describing it, how you help people who are stuck and have had different gunk put upon them, right? They're in maybe three or four different jobs that they haven't enjoyed. How do these people find you? Is it something within themselves that they've, you know, heard? Have they ever talked about that? Was there a trigger that said, Hey, I need to find help or are they referred or it's, it's, I've never thought about it, but how do these people find you? Well, I am working on that question every day, Amy, in terms <laughs> of trying to let more people know one that we exist, but two, that there really is a structured systematic process that you can go through to get this figured out. Um, that really addresses both giving somebody clarity and also giving them the support and kind of the neutral place to talk everything through and work through that gunk. So um, in terms of how people find me, we do a fair amount of marketing. So, you know, I speak, do public speaking with university alumni associations. I've worked with Harvard, MIT, Duke, Georgetown, a whole bunch of great universities um, to help kind of their alumni to figure things out. We do writing. Um, we do have referrals. But one of the things that I was actually just conducting a bunch of kind of former client interviews to learn more about how did they come to us and, and what was going on. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting is with this idea of figuring out your career direction, it's something that kind of I think most people's default is they, is they have the thought that they should be able to figure it out themselves. And so they might try to uh, read a book or take a course or watch YouTube videos or take a little quiz and think, oh, this is going to clarify everything for me. And many of the people who I was interviewing, some of our former clients, they said, I tried those things. They didn't work. And what I really realized was I needed an expert perspective. I needed somebody who was further removed because I was too close to the problem. Like when it's your own career that's not working and your brain trying to solve it, you're going to naturally be working with some blind spots, with some faulty assumptions, and that's going to make it harder than it needs to be to work it through. So I'm glad when people do find us because we know how to clear this up for people and how to get them moving. Um, and I would love... Um, and I'm always trying to, to just get the word out that, you know, you get expert help for your car, for your clothes, you go to the doctor, your career really isn't any different. And it really does make sense to have somebody who can be more objective, who has seen a lot more cases, who can help you to guide, guide you through the process versus you stumbling through on your own. Now, guys, of course, you can find all the information about Allison and what she's doing on the show notes page. Absolutely easily, but she makes a great point. So the reason I ask Allison is, you know, when we're stuck with things, we don't know, often know where to turn, but the, from what you were mentioning, uh, alumni, I didn't even think about going back to my alumni, uh, my schools as alum for help, uh, in things. And so that's a, a great resource right there. And you're doing public speaking workshops. So these are things that those listening can try as well as you have friends who are asking Tell them to check out those resources, or you can tell them to check out Allison with the show notes page. You guys have all that info, but Allison, is that, 
Do you find that when people come to you or when they're referred, I guess the, the second part of the, of the reason I asked was, you know, it's hard to come to that point. You make a great analogy about how we get professional help with our car, our health and, and whatnot. We don't often think about doing that for our career. And so when you do your public speaking, is that something you try to educate about how it's okay to do that? You know, more and more I am. I think it's something that I'm learning that people need to kind of know <laughs> that it's totally okay. It's totally reasonable that um, in your career, you might go through a couple changes over many decades, but that doesn't necessarily make you an expert on career change. Um, sometimes I'll say, you know, we go through multiple career changes in any given week. And that's just because we work with so many more people on this topic. So um, I, I think in the past, I didn't so much educate people on this idea. And more and more, it's kind of coming up that people don't realize that having that extra support and even just that extra accountability. You know, if you're working a job, you have family, you're trying to take care of your health, you're trying to rest and run errands a little bit on the weekend to add on one more task of figuring out your career direction when you don't totally know how to do it and you have blind spots on it um, and you're, you're probably a bit worn out it's going to be hard to do it all by yourself. But if you have somebody who knows what they're doing, who has a structure, who's going to have you make appointments and prioritize the work and help you to skip some of the things that are just going to be dead ends for you, it's going to be so much easier to move things forward. Um, and I, I really want to, you know, just to kind of the theme of your show, Amy, I've talked to people who have been stuck for a couple months, a year, a decade, you know, many, many years. So I think the more that we can get out this message that you don't have to be stuck and there is help available, the better, because I think the more people are uh, actively engaging with their life and uh, to your podcast, chasing their dreams and, and going for things that have meaning for them, the better off the world is. I can't agree more with that sentiment. And so Allison, to help people kind of get help or kind of bring themselves to the point that they are okay with that. You know, oftentimes we kind of think to ourselves about the situation, given the clients you've worked with to date and probably things you've seen in your experience, what are some things that hold people back that may prevent them from coming to you or things that they may need to overcome to get that help outside of, I didn't know there was a resource outside of that. Are there things internally they may have to resolve within themselves, kind of stigmas that they have to kind of just fight against? Yes, <laughs> there is. Okay. Yes. Um, I probably have more thoughts on this than, than you have time for. So I'll just try to be brief and share a couple big ones. That okay. So, come up. so how about what are your top three? Yeah. Top three. One, I think is just what we were talking about. People don't realize that there are resources for this. I mean, if you, if you think about it, the idea that work can be something that is fulfilling or meaningful or has a purpose is a relatively new idea for so many people to be having. Like modern advances in our quality of life in first world countries 
are really what's driving disability, where it's not just go to work because you need a livelihood and you need to survive. So this is kind of a, a new idea, like within um, the last century or so, that this is even a possibility for so many people. So we don't have a really strong language or culture around the sense that, yes, now that we have this capability of having work be more meaningful, you might need a little bit of help with finding what's going to be a good fit for you. So I think there definitely is some education. And the first thing is just people not knowing. They kind of are getting the messaging of um, try to do something that's more fulfilling, but they don't know how or they, you know, they just don't have enough context to really put that together for themselves. So that's the first thing. Um, another reason I think people don't get help is, and this might sound funny, but okay. at least for the people that I work with, they're very smart and they're very educated and going back to school is incredibly seductive <laughs> like because in, I think for what happens is people think, oh, if I go back to school, then maybe I'll figure out what I want. But that's not really the purpose of school and uh, or getting another degree. People are spending thousands of dollars, years of their life and going in without a clear purpose into education and then coming out just as confused as when they went in. And school, while it is a really big investment, in a way it's comfortable. We've all been through school before. You know, there's a certain prestige to having a degree. And I think that's a kind of place that people get sucked into um, where they're trying to solve the problem, but it's not necessarily going to help them. So I'm going to say before you go to, to the next one, probably, um, that I completely agree with that because I think not only is it seductive, it's it's a very much in my mind, a safe place as someone who has done a bachelor's master's and a law degree. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a safe environment where I think, well, nothing's going to touch me right now. I'm just going to keep yeah. learning. I, you know? Yeah. Um, to, to jump off what you're saying, Amy, school by nature is a structured curriculum. Figuring mm -hmm. out your career is something that you need to learn your way through, but there is no, even though there's a process to figure that out that we help people with, it's not a curriculum. It's not a preset thing. Everybody is going to find their own unique path. So in a way, um, it can feel scarier. It can feel uh, and push you a little bit out of your comfort zone versus following somebody else's preset educational path. Yeah. I mean, when you have a, a it's almost like a template, right? If I want to be a doctor, then I go to undergrad, I go to med school, I take the MCATs, whatever order that is, because, you know, I'm not a doctor. So doctor folks, you know, the order, you know, I do that in that order and everything works out usually nine times out of 10. If I want to be a lawyer, I do X, Y, and Z, and I could potentially be a lawyer. I come out of school and it's like, wait, what happens now? Where's, where's my schedule for the day? And people don't know. And it's that freedom and almost it's a ridiculously large uh, variation of option paralysis. Yes. Right. <laughs> There's so much you could do. You have so much potential and options. What now? 
Right. And in a weird way, the idea that you can do anything is actually very stressful. <laughs> like, yes, if you can yes. do anything, how are you supposed to know what to do? And we need to narrow that down to help people to have kind of an anchor of, well, you could do anything, but your strengths are in this small uh, section of the entire sphere of work. You know, when, when people say you can do anything, I think it goes back to the fact that, you know, when you're in school or it, when you have that education and it kind of also lends towards that stigma of I can do anything. I have this education. I should be able to figure it out. Like it all ties together. Similar right? to what you were saying before. I'm, I'm a smart person. Yeah. You know, I'm figuring yeah. out all these other things. Why is understanding myself so hard? And, you know, I, I think it's a really good uh, point, Amy, because if you are looking like, Careers affect three big areas of our life. They affect our financial health, they affect our level of fulfillment, and they affect our personal time and well-being. Two of those three categories are objective criteria. If you are looking to find a job that is going to pay a certain amount, you can do research and find it. It's like a very one-to-one. If you're looking for a job that's going to let you out by five to have time with your family, you can find it. But that third bucket of what is uniquely fulfilling to you, Mm -hmm. you can't Google it. (laughs) It is um, more of a process to pull that out, to integrate it into the real world. Um, And it's a lot more challenging. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You can't Google it. You can't Google it. You're going to (laughs) try, but it's not going to help you. In fact, Googling it is going to make you more stuck. Oh, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) It's like opening the floodgates to... If you thought that was option paralysis when you walked out of school, (laughs) hey, Google it. Now it's just increased like threefold. Right. And it's so easy, um, particularly for people who are intelligent, to just run mental loops around this um, and come up with ideas and dismiss ideas and um, to feel hopeful at one moment and then feel like, oh, this isn't possible. And They're doing all this mental activity. They're really, really trying to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. I'll offer this as my third reason why people get stuck. They're going about solving the problem the wrong way. Um, What do you you mean by that? Yeah. So the default that people go to, you know, if you're trying to find a restaurant, you Google it. So if you're trying to figure out your career, you're going to start Googling stuff. And what's going to happen is you're going to spend a lot of time in isolation behind a computer screen with your own brain, which has blind spots and which is going to make false assumptions and which is going to have other just human things going on that are going to make it hard for you to move forward. So the third reason of many (laughs) of why people can get really stuck is they do get into analysis paralysis and their very intelligent brains start looping thought patterns that just tie them up. Yeah. That analysis paralysis is just as bad as option paralysis. It's just overwhelming. Mm -hmm. However you look at it. And the thing is, I mean, when you first started going to the path, it was like, is it ask your parents? Cause that's, that's that's on the list. That is definitely on the list. I'm not saying that's what I did, guys, but I, I, I am familiar with that as being an option uh, of what, you know, people go through. That's, and that, that's why I thought 
you would have said that. And you know what? So I'm going to ask you for one more reason outside of that, because your, your earlier one kind of already, you already started talking about that. So what is another one? Yeah, sure. I could, I could really talk your ear off about this, but one more is uh, just to, to speak a little bit more to what you just mentioned, Amy, a go-to option is to try to talk about it with family and friends. And in an ideal world, our family and friends would be people with totally clear boundaries who had a sense of career possibilities and who knew how to help us figure out our career direction. We live in the real world. And what is more likely to happen is the people around you are going to give you advice that is based more on who they are, what they care about, or what they think is going to impress people than advice that's actually related to you. They may give you some lofty advice like, oh, go do what you love, but not help you break it down. They may have their own fears and insecurities around career that they kindly share with you, which might dash your dreams or dash your aspirations. Mm -hmm. Um, There are just a lot of things that your social environment can be doing around you that you're trying to, again, you're trying to solve the problem. You know, you're talking to people. And unfortunately, in kind of the best of cases, our, our social environment is likely going to give us lofty ideas, but not help us translate it. And in the worst of cases, our social environment is actually part of what is keeping us stuck. So they are not the best go-to resource for career advice. That's interesting. Cause I think, um, actually a lot of what you're saying is things that we've been taught or are familiar with in growing up in how we're raised and how society teaches us right? These are all things that it's not something I picked up a book and and figured out. It's things that I've just kind of been aware of. So if that's the case, how do you, I mean, aside from seeing you, how do you fight that? Like in a long-term sense for not just these dream chasers listening, but for future dream chasers, what do you think? And this is a very philosophical kind of thing I'm asking, I think, um, I mean, what do you think is the solution? Do we have to change how we teach future generations in, in as they grow up? Oh, okay. This is a big question. I know. I threw that out there. It's totally okay. philosophical. But honestly, yeah. right, we're talking to people who are listening because they have some uh, desire to change their, chase their dreams, probably, and now are aware of you as a resource. But what about the next generation? Because they're probably going to be taught the same things that you're talking about avoiding. Hmm. I had not given that thought before, Amy. Um, Every now and then I come up with something. Yeah, it's a brilliant (laughs) question. So what would, for future generations, um, I do not have an answer, but I have a thought for you. So something that, that I've been playing with more and more is just the idea that uh, and I'm going to hit you right back with like a big old idea. Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm ready. Just the the idea um, that what we as individuals believe or are comfortable with really, really, really influences what we see. So it's kind of that idea of when the student is ready, the teacher arrives. 
And basically for people, um, there is a lot of information out there to help people to be brave, to um, follow their dreams, to go for big goals. There's a lot of resources and information But until the individual is kind of seeking and ready to receive it, they're almost going to be deaf to all of it. Um, So I don't don't think that's an answer, but it's just an observation that um, we really, to a huge extent, create our life experience by the thoughts we have by the openness we have we're really looking as human beings not consciously for most of us we're really looking for resonance so like if our wavelength is the world is a scary place and there are no opportunities and i'm going to be stuck here forever your brain is going to unconsciously seek out and find evidence for all of those things if you're on the wavelength of the world is a safe place there's abundant opportunities and i'm full of energy and enthusiasm for my life, that is a whole different resonance. And you're going to find a whole different resonance of information and ideas and things that match up with that. You're going to find evidence. So in terms of future generations, um, (laughs) I think they're going to be much like prior generations in that people are going to have a whole spectrum of beliefs and kind of wavelengths that they're resonating on and based on where they are, it's going to impact what they see. Hmm. So I see what you're saying and I I don't disagree. I I do think you're right in that that's how it's going to be. It's interesting because even with when I put this show together, um, the reason behind it and was the fact that people weren't familiar with the options they had, right? I mean, sure their option paralysis, but um, the method, right. There was no coach or person at the time I was aware of, uh, who could guide you, right. School teaches you the hows of things, but you couldn't tell for yourself what you wanted to do. And I had, um, a family member who, you know, wanted to be a writer, didn't realize that she could do that, you know, which is why I started the show to show that, Hey, there are people doing this very thing that you want to do and look at them. They're fantastic. It's interesting. Cause your book and what you're doing is helping people who are trying, right? They're, they're making an effort right. to do what they want, do what they love. They're, they're working hard. Cause I believe you don't work with people who are essentially fresh out of college, so to speak. Right. Because they're not stuck yet. Or, or do you? No, you, I don't know how you got that piece of information, but you are spot on. We don't because um, there needs to be a certain amount of life experience and a certain amount of readiness to take ownership. And if somebody's straight out of college, they almost don't have the pain yet because yeah. they haven't been through something where like, I don't like this. I want to change it. So they don't really have any incentive in many cases, not in all in many cases to put in the work to figure it out. So I grabbed it from the fact that you work with people who go through career changes, but that, you know, it makes sense that, you know, you're working with people who are trying, they're trying and they just needed that guidance for it. But I'm, I'm always curious is, um, and I wonder if you would find a different group of people, you'd still, I'm sure, no doubt have people who are still stuck. But would it be different if they knew that there were options for them that 
help them more, I guess. I mean, so you, you listed those I- items, right? Uh, the four ideas of Googling, talking to your family, those kinds of things that are kind of blocking them from seeking help. Yeah. But what about the things that kind of, do you find any commonalities? I guess, let me phrase it better. Do you find any commonalities amongst the people who are stuck that could be addressed maybe earlier before they reach you? My kind of pat answer for you about what helps them to get help is they have pain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's really what's driving uh, people through our doors is we're getting people who are saying, um, I've tried so many things. Nothing has helped me. I'm feeling hopeless. You know, I, I dread getting up in the morning. They're having a really strong, not everybody's in that, that extreme. Some people are just proactive and and they want to get things figured out, but more often than not, people are having some pain and that's what drives them to want to fix the pain and want to put in the work, uh, to, to get things sorted out. So in terms of helping people earlier, um, cause I'm curious while you're thinking about that, yeah, I'm curious yeah. as to whether I'm pretty sure, you know, you're never going to rat out people who are stuck. It's just the level of their stickiness of situation of the situation Uh, that you find them like if a commonality, I don't know, amongst everyone is they don't believe in themselves. You know, is that something to work on earlier? And then you get people who just have a different commonality, but Hey, that, that disbelief within themselves is kind of no longer being appearing in, in all these people. Um, I've, I've always kind of wondered, is this something yeah, you get them at the time that they're in trouble and in need, but is there ever something that can be done before they get to that point? I love your questions. Okay, so what's coming up for me? Again, not an answer, but just... Uh, That's right, we like giving food for thought. Guys yeah, okay, two thoughts. Um, one is the idea of personal responsibility. Mm. And, um, what we're really doing like behind the scenes Mm -hmm. when we're working with people on this career topic is we are helping them to take greater personal responsibility of their life and their career. If you think about the educational trajectory of somebody all the way up through their twenties, you know, early twenties for undergrad, uh, later twenties or thirties for grad school, That whole time they're following a structure for most people, an educational structure, a path, and they're just taking the steps and um, following through. But they may or may not be taking personal responsibility for their experience in that system or even for the direction that they're taking. So if there were something that I'd want to be incorporated sooner, and some people do this, and these are people who we never get to work with. <laughs> you know, some <laughs> people do take more responsibility earlier. For myself, I didn't. I was like, okay, these, these older people seem to know what they're doing. My parents seem to know what they're doing. I'll follow them. And I didn't take responsibility for a long time. So I'm right in there with you guys. I, I was this way too. Um, If there's a way to incorporate the sense that this is your life, it's your responsibility, your your choice and your level of engagement is going to create your experience and nobody has the answer for you. You need to go figure it out. Um, If that could be inserted sooner, um, that would be really, really helpful. And then I had one other idea, but I don't know if you have a comment on that. 
So I do, because I think you're right. I think a lot of us and myself included, you know, kind of, we grow up and our parents raise us and our parents guide us and they are our Yoda. They are our uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi who gets us through, you know, the young years, the teen years, and even in the college to some extent for some of us, you know, they guide us to it. And I don't think I, I took full hundred percent ownership of what I wanted to do until I was 24 or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause mm-hmm. I, I, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I think, um, I trusted in them, you know, I grew up and that's not to say it's wrong guys. We're not saying it's wrong. I'm, I'm just saying, I don't think I understood that I could take personal responsibility for myself. Now there are some of y'all who are listening to this or have friends who are, you know, fast bloomers and who caught on really quick, you know, and you probably admire them. Like, look at them. They got a job. They're doing it right. They're doing it themselves. And here I am doing it now. And it's, that's also fine. Remember, don't compare one, one person to another. Tell you that all the time. But I think you're right. I don't think I took personal responsibility till my twenties. And I think I could have earlier. Yeah. thought about it. Yeah. And what's, what's interesting is it's scary you know, yes. to be like, Oh, I'm in charge here. What? Yeah. So a, a fair amount of what we're doing is again, behind the scenes, this won't be on our website is helping people learn how to do that yeah. because they haven't made those choices before. They haven't taken ownership and it's unfamiliar. They're still looking for Oh, but aren't you just going to tell me like the magical answer? Because that's what I would like, you know, and we're like, no, we're going to help you learn this really important life skill of how to make choices and how to live with it and how to, to guide your own life. Um, and I just had one other, um, point on this, which is you can be working incredibly hard and still be totally drifting. Right. So you can be in an elite program, you can be in busy internships, whatever it might be, and still not and be like working really, really hard and uh, challenging yourself and whatever, and still not actually be taking personal responsibility, still be drifting through your education or your life choices. So I just want to note that because it's a little subtle (laughs) to realize it's um, actually an idea from Gretchen Rubin of the happiness project. And I think it's just brilliant just because you're working hard doesn't mean you're actually taking responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of see that as, you know, you're running, you're running, you're running, you're running, you're running the hardest race of your life. You're going, you think you're going hard, you're going far, you look down, you're on a treadmill. (laughs) There you are guys. (laughs) I love that. That's a great metaphor. Thanks. It just came to me, but I, as you were describing, I was like, yeah, you're, you're, you're working as hard as you can. Right. And you just, it's the same scenery because you're in the same place on a treadmill, just kind of knocking it out. That's, yep. that's very powerful. And the thing, and the reason I'm asking these questions that we're having this conversation is all of you guys listening, you're the next group of people that are going to influence the next generation. So teach your kids personal responsibility early on. Definitely. And I had one other, um, I may have lost the thread a little bit, but I'll try to tie it up. Um, One other thought on this idea, which is just that um, 
help is best when asked for. You know, it's kind of like you couldn't, you wouldn't throw a ball at somebody who's not looking. So <laughs> as a helping professional, I cannot help you unless you ask me. I'm so sorry. now I'm just picturing I, the, the ball throwing at somebody who's not seeing it coming. Yeah, you wouldn't do that in the same way. Um, somebody needs to be turned in the right direction, ready to show up and willing to ask for help and able in order to receive it. So whether this is kind of a general life lesson, asking for help is the quickest way to like shortcut so many uh, wandering hours, you know, in any part of your life and going to the grocery store and looking for something that you can't find. If you ask for help, you will get to it a lot faster. So I don't know if this is for current listeners or future generation, but a willingness to ask for help and a willingness to be open to receive um, is a big deal to to help people get unstuck. I think uh, that is a powerful sentiment and one that I'm going to describe with using your grocery example, right? If, if you're a friend with with someone, you're with a friend and you know they need help. You can bring them, drag them to to a store clerk, and you know they need help. You can't force them to speak, right? It's like bringing right. a horse to water. You can't force them to drink. They yeah. either do or they don't, but it's their call. Same thing with asking for help. Uh, it's a great point. You can, if you think and know what the person is, it doesn't matter until they're ready to hear what you're saying, mm -hmm. right? And I'm sure you, you get a lot of people like that. And guys... I love the conversations we're, we're having today and, and you guys can keep having these wonderful conversations with Allison, of course, at, on, through her, her website. And Allison, we could keep going on and on. Honestly, we could, because I love this conversation, <laughs> but alas, we cannot. So before, I understand. <laughs> before we let you go though, there, there are two things I want to ask. One, uh, I'm going to let you think about this real quick is um, an action item that you would ask a dream chaser. And while you're thinking about that, Allison has been so kind as to provide a free gift for you guys. If you're listening to the show, a step-by-step -step career change e-course that you can sign up for at Cardi career slash e-course E C O U R S E. And again, on the show notes page will be a link to that. So I wanted to let you guys know that, and give Allison a chance to think about that action item. So Allison, what is one action item you would tell or recommend that a dream chaser take today to chase their dreams? Mm -hmm. All right. So one of the things that I mentioned that is a problem is people staying isolated behind computer screens. So mm. the step that I think would be most helpful is for you to think of something that you can do. And for this, it, it may not be today, it may be this week, that actually gets you out into the real world talking to real people. So some examples would be connecting with someone who's doing what you're doing and setting up a coffee, going to an industry event of some type and actually get in a room with people who are in the industry you want to be in, uh, looking for a volunteer opportunity that piques your interest, what you really want to be doing is something in the real world that's going to put you in front of real people because opportunities always flow through people. So the closer we can get you to people and farther from computer screens, 
the better your career options are going to be. What she's saying is not a chat room. Don't, <laughs> don't have a Skype date at tea time and meet in person so that you can reach out and handshake someone and not just okay. poke. Exactly. Virtually. The, the uh, litmus test is, did your butt leave your home? <laughs> ah, there you go. That's a good test. Allison, yes. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, sharing some great advice and tips for people and sharing your wonderful gift with our listeners. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure, Amy. Well, Dream Chasers, that was Allison Cardi sharing her knowledge and information. And I love that conversation. If you couldn't tell, I'm pretty sure you could tell though. And you guys need to check out the show notes page and jump on that free gift that she's giving, especially if you're feeling stuck. If you feel like you need help, there is help. Okay. People like Allison are out there. So check it out. Go over to the show notes page at chasingdreamshq.com slash episode 88. That's episode 88. And until next time, Dream Chasers, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing.